Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 2, verses 23 through 25. These are a couple verses leading up to one of the most popular chapters in the Bible, John 3. And today we're going to get into John 3 a little bit to expound on the verses we're studying in today's text. But then tomorrow we'll start in John 3 again to deal with the text on its own after we've talked about how it ties into chapter 2 today. Before we do that, I want to give a shout out to the family leader. They are our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion, and we are thankful to the family leader for their support. In our last devotion, we learned about Jesus cleansing the temple for the first time, which took place during the Passover in Jerusalem. And here's what happens next, verse 23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. So this is one of those texts that I've never really taken the time to understand until just now. And it is amazing. Because the previous text of Jesus cleansing the temple stirs our imaginations so much. And because the text that follows this, John 3, is so significant, these three verses get glossed over by people, including myself, because they don't seem as exciting as the texts before and after them. And because to understand what's really being said here, you have to stop and think and maybe even study a little bit. But this is an incredible text, and I want to touch on a couple things that are going on here. First of all, do you remember back in John 1, 12, it said, but to those who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And we talked about the way that somebody becomes a child of God is that they receive Jesus and they believe in his name. Well, here it refers to people who have believed in his name, but it doesn't say anything about them receiving him. In fact, this text even qualifies their believing in his name as a belief that is the result of them seeing him do signs, that is miracles. So is this the same kind of receiving and believing that makes a person a child of God? Is this saving belief or not. Verse 24 gives us an idea. It says that Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to them, meaning to use the words of the Benson commentary that I found online about this, that he did not repose such confidence in the sincerity of their profession of faith in him or in their fidelity or their courage or wisdom as to discover himself to be the Messiah. In other words, he didn't reciprocate to them. It says they believed in him because of the signs he was doing, but he didn't entrust himself to them in the way that he entrusted himself to somebody who is truly saved. So these are people who believe kind of in Jesus because of his signs, but they don't believe in Jesus in a way that is also receiving him. Therefore, he's not receiving them. They're not saved. This is not salvific belief. This is just belief because a guy's doing some miracles and signs, not because their soul has been cleansed by true faith in Jesus Christ. And this, friends, should make people shudder. This means there is a category of believers that aren't believers. And you and I don't want to be in that category. We want to be among the believers who have also received him. The ones who, as Romans 10, 9 says, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead. Now, somebody might ask, well, how does Jesus know this? How can we be sure that this is the case about these people? Well, John tells us in the very next clause, the reason Jesus didn't entrust himself to 
them is because he knows all people and he doesn't need anyone to bear witness about man for Jesus himself knows what is in man. In other words, Jesus knows what is inside every man or woman. We spend a lot of time trying to keep things about ourselves hidden from certain people and there's probably no one who knows everything about us, even the ones closest to us. That's not true about Jesus. Jesus knows everything that is in every one of us, every thought, every deed, even the thing that we try the hardest to hide from everybody. Jesus knows it all. And because he knows it all, he could read the hearts of these people who were believing in him only because he was doing signs, not believing in him in a way that saves them and makes them children of God. Now I'm going to link a sermon that I watched by John Piper about this text, which is an awesome sermon. It's going to be in the show notes and you should watch it yourself because it expounds on this more than I have time to. But one of the reasons that Piper, and therefore I, because I ascribe to what he's teaching from scripture on this text, believe that these were unbelieving believers is because he goes into an example of the exact type of person he's talking about in the very next chapter. Which, by the way, these chapter separations were added by people after God's inspired word was written by John. Verse 24 said that Jesus knows all people. He needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. The very next sentence, chapter 3, verse 1, remember, no pause in the original text. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, and this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. In other words, Nicodemus is saying, we see the signs you're doing and we believe that you're from God because of the signs you're doing, which is a pretty significant statement. They didn't say that about just anybody, but as we'll find out when we dig into this text in our next devotion, it's clear that Nicodemus is not born again. The belief that he has in Jesus is not the kind of belief that causes somebody to be redeemed, forgiven of their sins, saved from hell. Nicodemus is like the people that John is referring to in verses 23 through 25. He's a believer who doesn't totally believe. Wow. That, my friends, will preach, which is why I'm going to stop now and encourage you to click on the link in the show notes and listen to the sermon by John Piper that lays this out in more detail with more biblical support. Then come back and join us as we continue through the book of John. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting christians special thanks to our 2022 daily dose sponsor the family leader god designed three social institutions the family the church and government at the family leader they are bringing all three together honoring god and blessing our neighbors learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.